Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Biology Report. We're uh, recovered totally now from our Oaks Day experience, Bradley Hodge. And, and I reckon we got through with minimal Social media self-promotion, you and me. Yeah, we weren't at our best. I thought we could have done a bit better, actually. But we, we threw a few things out there. We wanted to, um, you know, do the best for ourselves. Uh, Gee, we pot a lot of people, and we we were borderline disgraceful in our self-promotion <laughs> last Thursday. We were yeah. everybody. Look, what was, what was remarkable was <laughs> how many people actually came to us and forced us to get this themselves onto social media. Well, name names. To try and get some vote. Well, there was, there was Croft. Croft. Crawford. Croft was all over us. Um, who else was there? Um, I believe the, there was a, a few footballers. Matty Richardson. Richardson was there. Yes. What about motor racing? Motor racing, there was little Jack Perkins was there. He wanted uh, votes. He, he was actually requesting votes. And we're going, we're not voting for you if you actually want to get um, nominated. He did. And, and what was her name again? The, the Carlton Ruckman's, you know. Megan Gale. Megan Gale. <laughs> you got a little photo with no, her, I was only you? joking. Of course, Megan Gale was there. Um, I think I sort of hounded her, actually. It was more the other way this time. But, uh, but I'll be uh, interested to see the votes. Uh, but also, you know what I did like? Yeah. You. A bit of social media, and you are actively seeking employment, right, yeah. around your bash commitments for Channel 7. Yeah. You um, were on LinkedIn with a lot of those business types at the Lexus Tent and Lion Nathan yeah. and all those sort of big joints. How have you gone? Well, not great. I threw it out there probably after I'd had three or four cans. So I don't think that was probably the right way to go about it, but... I sort of act. Well, it depends what employment you're looking yeah, for. Um, if you're a beer taster, boom, you're well, in. Well, I didn't think that they wanted me to get that Lexus and burn it round the racetrack after the uh, after race meet had finished. That was what I was. Jack Perkins. With yeah, I did say that I've got little Jack with me, and he can possibly jump on board. I sort of said that I could be a test driver for the car around the track and do donuts, but they didn't see that as a possible realistic job for the future. <laughs> Um, and I'd probably end up prison for doing it and that'd get bad publicity for the Lexus. But anyhow, I was, I was, I was a little bit like Johnny Moss on this particular day, actually, with the former Victorian player. Yep. So he's one of the best that I've ever seen of, as what they call networking or, or leaking ass or whatever you want to call it in yeah, a different we'll manner. Go networking. So we'll I was just sort of, yeah, I was generally trying to, you know, get on top of someone's ass later on in the day. But I didn't really quite find the direction in which I wanted to go, you know? Well, um, you're, you're open to employed in cricket, outside mm. cricket. Well, cricket, there's some jobs going. There's yes. board member positions. Yep. There's high performance positions. Yes. There's selection um, positions. And that's why I want to pose a question. Right. I know you're not an official selector mm. here, 
But after Australia lost that series to South Africa, 2-1, 50 over cricket. Yep. Um, thanks to Faf, Duplessis and Davy Miller, they belted the ball everywhere there. For me, only two of the players enhanced their reputation. I think Marcus Stoinis did. Didn't get a lot of runs, but eight wickets with the ball was a good effort from your fifth bowler. And I think Carey... Um, it did drop one uh, catch that might have cost us a bit, but generally batted quite well, kept well. And, and Sean Marsh didn't necessarily enhance. We just know he's a quality one-day um, batsman. But can this Australian team, including Stephen Smith and Dave Warren, if they come up, Vance, can they win the World Cup next year? Look, any team can win it. Um, I mean, Australia, you've, you've been involved in World Cups before and, and, and been successful. Once we get to the quarterfinal stage and so forth, then I think that's where Australia's dominance can come into it. Can we actually get to that quarterfinal stage is the issue. We have qualified, haven't we? Yeah, well, we've qualified. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> I thought we were trying to qualify. We might not qualify. No, I'm talking about once we get to, to oh, that round robin side, you know, when you play against Zimbabwe and Ireland, those sort of tokens. They've got nothing to lose. They're a bit of a buy, but they might, may not be a buy for us at the moment. I'm going to ask you a question of whether you think Smith and Warner are going to come straight back into the side, given the fact that they're not going to play international cricket, uh, what they're not allowed to until March, April, um, and then the tournament straight after that. Yeah. Are they actually going to get picked in the squad first and then get a game? My philosophy is with picking Australian teams is just pick your best players yeah. and they will adapt. So they are front and centre for me, yeah. particularly in the in the actual specific roles. If I can go through specific roles that get filled in one day cricket, yeah. can you can you add some names or, or give us a comment on where they're flying? So in, in in all good dominant fifty over teams, well, you look at England; they've probably got about six of this type of batsmen, bangers, yeah. players that can go at a strike rate of over a hundred. So I've got Warner, Finch, mm-hmm. Darcy Short. Chris Lynn, I don't want Lynn opening. I want him there at four or five if he does play, but he, yeah. but he is a banger. Where do you see those four? And I, have you got another name to, that could potentially open and bang? Look, I think if you look at the history of the success of the Australian cricket side and also a lot of other teams and also state sides, we're missing, we're missing that glue around number four. You know, Michael Clark played the role. Damian Martin played the role. Um, you're not talking about like a, a finisher like a Bevo that's no. lower and Mr. Creek because we'll get to that in a minute. No, Keep going. I'm, I'm talking about like Michael obviously got a lot of criticism for the way he played in terms of you know he'd probably score 80 off 100 balls, but it actually enabled the likes of you know Ponting, Hayden, uh, Andrew Simons after him yeah. to go a bit harder because. I think he averaged around 45, 50. And and Damien Martin the same. They don't get out. So if you know that that guy is going to get 45 most times he walks to the crease, we're not potentially losing wickets. So is that Stephen Smith's role? I think it has to be, yeah. yeah. I think that's, I don't think there's any other person that stands out. I think that one of the better players at number four that I ever saw was David Hussey. But when he actually got a chance, he never actually batted in that role for Australia, maybe once or twice. Um, he's just a, he's he's an accumulator, but he's accumulated a good good strike rate. Same with uh, same with Damien Martin, same with Steve Smith. I think that's where we're really getting confused. I don't think Chris mm. Lynn's that player at all. No. Um, so I don't think we can have Darcy Short, Warner, Lynn, 
and Finch in the top four. So you'd say Warner and Finch will go, and, and it might get down to one F short and Lynn. Yeah, I think Warner and Finch is straight up uh, the best one day players we've had. You know, and their partnership for a long that. time. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're Gilchrist and, and Hayden. Yeah, you know, you're gonna get you most times one of your players gonna get fifty. You're gonna get off to a good start. Really, we have a two for ten. They're such good players that just doesn't one happen. seems to always get going, yep. if not both. Yeah, and Finchie's actually got a better strike rate for hundreds than than Davy. Yeah. So for me, they're just straight up gonna you know walk into the side and open the batting, and, and Finchie's captain now. I don't know whether Steve will come back in captain's side. It's probably unlikely. Um, so they're my partnerships, I think, to get And so it- someone like Sean Marsh, he's a bit of a mix of both, isn't he? He accumulates but can bang at the end. Yeah, well, he might be someone... And scores hundreds. Yeah, he's a... I think he's a lot... He's a he's a better one-day player than he is test player. Definitely. Um, and that's probably because the ball doesn't move traditionally in the white ball game. Um, he's such a talented gifter and he's actually got a... He's got a power game to his game as well. You know, he's strong, he's, he's built well. Got a good offside play, and he's also got a good strong side. We've seen him in T20 when we played against Perth Scorchers when he's played. But he could, he, he oh. just generally accumulates early and then goes bang, 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 bang and all of a sudden he's 100 off 60 And that fits balls. in with what the Scorchers do, and even in T20 yeah. cricket, isn't it? Keep wickets in hand yep. and, and bang late, and Sean often bats through the innings. So if, if Steve doesn't get in, I don't mind him playing a number four role. What about Usman Khawaja? Didn't actually come into my thoughts. So. Yeah, as a player, yeah. I mean, when he's batting at his best, he, he's a very good one-day player. Yeah, he is. Um, but I, is he, could he be the number three? I think our issue is that, and this is our problem when we go away, is that we're trying to find spots for players that actually aren't traditionally good players against spin or traditionally good at starting their innings with a ring field, for example. Yeah. You know, people are unsure about what to do. We're just used to walk. These, all these guys you're talking about, Walk out to bat. Even Usman opens a batting for Queensland when he plays one-day cricket. Yeah, two men out. Two men out. Shots. Walks out, two slips in a gully, covers open, square legs open. There you go. There's plenty of runs to be had. Where we struggle is what happens, uh, you know, we don't have a Michael Clark where he can chip it into that gap and run. You know, Damien Martin, use your hands and your skills to find the gaps. That's where we're struggling. So Stephen Smith, for me, has to fill that role. What about to. for um, lower lower order hitters? Mm. So so Maxwell, Stoinis, Mitchell, Marsh. Do you think they're all not going to can can Stoinis and Mitchell Marsh play in the same team? I don't think so. No. And, and well, for me, sorry, the only way that works if Stoinis obviously goes up the order. So it's been interesting because Mitch. I'd say in the last year prior to this test series, uh, Mitchell's probably had his best one day He's got batting performance. One day um, record. But bowling was probably just there and thereabouts. They're both probably very similar players. Hard to sort of justify which one's better or who is better. But I'm not sure you can have, we really struggle to find people's roles. I so think that's, that's you, a you're getting issue. back to that, aren't they? And yeah. that's been the suggestion from some other ex-players as well. And we know, knowing what your role is mm. and that you can fill it and you're getting a game, how much yeah. confidence does that get you? Like, you know, I was fortunate, you know, I was always going to bowl uh, at the start into yep. the breeze yep. and the brief was swing it. 
If yeah. you go for the odd four, we don't care, but you've got to get us at least one wicket. Yep. And then you, you close it out off, right? So then I can just work on Yorkers and slow balls. Yeah. So it was nice knowing your role. Yeah. But here, we are skirting around a bit here, but 25 players have been used in 13 games this year. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot. That doesn't say stability to me. That That's hard to know your role when you might be out the next game. Well, I guess we've just shuffled them around, and then what happens is that people then want to get promoted up the order. I thought Travis Head did a really good job at number four and five when he got that opportunity. Then, you know, opens. then then opens, you know, it just cement that spot, and you've done a good job. I, I think he's a great number five, and I think uh, Marshall Stoinis should take that number six spot, uh, and and I think Maxwell should be seven, seven, Gary eight, and then your three fast bowlers or your spinner, whichever way you want to go. Um, you probably don't even have to have. And number seven, if you got Kerry, he's a good enough batter anyway to be in your top seven. And then you can pick another spinner or, you know, you can strengthen your attack. We can use four overs of Marshall Stoinis. We, I think we're just a little bit confused with yeah. what you're saying. These people actually don't know their role. And that's the interesting, you know, with Kerry. I mean, he generally opens for South Australia and the strikers yeah. too. So he, he has to um, get experience batting with what, yeah. like what you said. When, when there's ring fields or if there's five out, um, am I going to be an accumulator or am I going yeah. to be someone that can go over the fence? You know, it's not that easy when you're used to opening the batting and by that time you get to the 35th over, you're still in. You're on 80 or 90 as yeah. opposed to coming in after the fall of a wicket. Well, as a coach, the, the one thing you want to do, especially in, in the shorter form, is, is give clarity on your role. Um, when there is confusion about what you're meant to do and you get out in the middle and you're not sure... It just creates chaos, panic, and you're gonna you're gonna lose out. So I think for these guys, if we know that Kerry's not gonna open the batting or be in the top four for Australia, then work needs to come to the selectors through the Tim Nielsen director there or then to Sidden and say, mate, look, maybe just maybe for this JLT Cup, just go slide yourself down to five or six or seven, learn that role. In two years' time, we might see you open the batting. Yes. It's not gonna happen in this particular time. And let's do the same Gilly thing. Gilly started like that. Yeah. Gilly was a middle, low order uh, batsman when he first got mm. into the Australian team. Yeah. But this is our problem. Every time we go to a T20 World Cup, we pick six openers to bat and we just pump them in there and see what happens. And it's too difficult. None of us can walk in against Shadab Khan and go, right, what do I do now with five out? I'm used to be, I used to open against Correct. all that stuff. Yeah. I'll so tell you what, we talked about your LinkedIn. I reckon you've just done a little job well, interview about what, either high performance yeah. selection because if there's one guy, white ball cricket, who learned to bat virtually from opening a six, no, your yeah. last, what, at least half a dozen years, you had to float. So you had to adjust your game. Yeah. And I guess I, and the way that I got it was from backing for Rahul Dravid. When I went to IPL, Rajasthan Royals, um, Rahul said to me, we want you to bat five, six or seven in 2020. And I said, what, oh, what rubbish are you talking, buddy? Yeah. I'm an opening batter. Oh. I bat one, two or three. And then um, he said, well, my observation is that you're the only one that I know that can smack the best fast bowlers in the world at the end. And he goes, I only want you to face... 10 balls maximum. Get 25. And I said, listen, brother, you don't think that you're not missing out on a trick. If yeah. I face 40 or 50, I'll get you 100. He goes, Did you, yeah, but someone you... else can do that role. Okay. I said, okay. And, and But I had to then believe it for that to happen. And get, and then I got the backing from Rahul. And so did, then did you train it, obviously? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, you know, even when I went to training, I'd only face 20 balls because it was irrelevant going in there having a net. 
So for these guys, I think that if you've got clarity and belief, you know, from the messages which is coming back. Well, you can train that way. Well, the thing is you might go out first two balls and you've got five balls to face and you get out twice. But And then you start doubting yourself. But if you've got the backing and you know that nothing's going to happen, um, then well, you're fine. You know, like if Maxi bats deep and he shanks one to long on when he first walks out with 10 balls to go, you can't be criticised for that. No. You know, so you can you, you can't be criticised. You've just got to keep the backing of those. But we've had changes in coach, some selection selectors as well. Yeah. So they they need to be rock solid in the few one days that we've got leading in that we need to be able to um, actually give the right roles because Travis Head doesn't say I'm doing well at four or five. Or can I open now? Yes. That's a directive from a, from the leadership above. Yeah. So they've got to be rock solid. What about um, is there anyone that plays the finishers role? You know, the Michael Bevan, Michael Hussey, or, or is that less relevant now? And you go for the explosion of a Marsh, Doinus, um, Maxwell in those last five, six overs. Generally in history, we haven't needed to, uh, you know, go that role of such importance because we've been getting extensive runs with, you know, Finch, Smith, Warner, generally at the top yeah. doing the job. Um, Travis Head's been fairly consistent in that middle. So we haven't needed that. Now we're sort of not sure. We're losing early wickets. It's it's not working for us. Um, the only person I can think of that's probably up there with, I think, the most educated batsman that I've seen in, in sort of white ball cricket, and he's been injured, unfortunately, for a bit, is Ashton Turner, actually. So um, I think he's a really smart cricketer, and I've watched him play and develop. He's the type of guy that I think can read the play really, really well and understand situational batting. There's not too many others around Australia just he's yet. Very impressive. That know that. So that's that, that's sort that's of my not bad, guy. Because he is the sort of guy I've seen at times have to come in, and, and he's the sort of guy that can hit the first ball he faces for. Six. He's got genuine power. Yeah. But if he's got more time, I uh, can bowl handy off. He's good in the field. So mm. yeah, I hope. Yeah, it was only I'm his looking shoulder, for a reckon. Yeah, yeah his, shoulder. His shoulder put him out. Um, but he's yeah, he, he's he's a little bit like a, a, a Joss Butler, I think that can yeah. that can read the play, but if need be, can go out there and get your forty off twenty situational. So what about the what about the quicks? I mean, we've got the big three, obviously: Stark, mm. Cummins, and Hazelwood. Nathan Coulter Niles always yeah. around that. Stan Lake, yeah, uh, Andrew Ty, yeah. Can you see anyone coming out of out of that? Uh, another to one I'd like. Him? Well, another one I'd like to see get a get a go. Uh, giving some injury is uh, Jason Berendorf as well. Uh, I think he's got some talent with a white ball. Um, oh, mate, he, he gets he gets wickets with the new ball yeah. just about every time. Left hand. I don't know how he doesn't do anything with the ball. Not much anyway, unless I think he bowls a good length. Perfect. He's just he's got angle and yeah. length. He's he's a tryer, um, but I'm not sure what their best bowling attack lineup is. Cummings seems to be very impressive with his white ball figures, where consistently he's not going for any more than forty traditionally, which is a really the last good game positive. upset him a little um, bit. Yeah, AJ Ty is an interesting one about. He seems to be having one good performance, one average performance. So he's not—he's not the banker in one day. Career, My one is—he's is not. Oh, he's not. It's just he—he's that licorice mm. all sorts that the others aren't. Yeah. Um. The, and also the death bowling is a bit of concern. Like Faf and obviously 
Miller took them down and, yeah. and it just looked like there wasn't a consistent plan. You know, there was a lot of length balls um, that, that they didn't revert to a lot, you know, seven to wide mm. outside Yorkers. Yeah. Or, oh, no, we're going to go a lot of short balls. So the South Africans went short, but we were losing wickets. And, mm. and, and when you're below the run rate, yeah. um, that's not a bad theory. Slow, slower balls in, on, on short of a length. Yeah. But I just thought that just what didn't, either they didn't um, execute their plans right or the plans were a bit ex- I- inconsistent, which you can't do at the death. Because you go for 130 off you do, 10 overs. You do. But it's rare for Starkey to have a, a poor poor outing like that bowling death. He, You'd probably think that he's the best in the world right yeah. there. Maybe he's just... Probably it didn't come around the wicket enough. That's his skill. That's a good in 2020, he always comes yeah. around the wicket with them off pace, off cutters, and generally closes down one side of the wicket. And at his pace, if you haven't got both sides of the wicket opened up, is really tough. If you go with Stanlake, you know who's in front there. Hazelwood's vice captain. I'd probably still think that Stanlake you takes do. the new ball. Yeah. Um, so how do you fit Where Cummings in then? And yeah. So uh, look, I'm. I'm I'm not sure at the moment Hazelwood, as good as he is, I'd like to see some early wickets with Stark and, and, and uh, yeah. Billy. But Cummings has been so good. I, th- I think it's just going to be conditional or situational. You don't win World Cups without unlucky squad members. True. Yeah, very true. And then, Spin, Zampa's in at the moment. Spin Who's is going to do it? Because um, I'd like to have an attacking option. With spin, getting wickets in those middle middle yeah. overs, and you know names like Nathan Lyon, Ashton Agar, Swepson, you know forward Ahmed's probably as penetrating yep. a spinner with the white ball. Yep, I, I I don't think. Look, I think Zamp is a holding. Pat, he's a holder, and he'll generally only get wickets if you go after him. That's a bit of a concern. Nathan Lyon, a bit similar in one day cricket. Uh, Ashton Agar probably similarly is a container and he's done a really good job at learning how to contain. Farward, he probably can't field. That's the problem. Um, but he's, he's in a career best he batting is, form. But he's a wicket, he's a wicket taker. Yeah. And I think that's our biggest issue that we just didn't have an ability to take a wicket the other day. You could see that when they put on 250, the South Africans. So in England, that's going to be an issue. Yeah. If we can hide someone like Farwad or or some other Mitchell Swepson, obviously is a wicket taker as well. I'd probably prefer to go down that path. But if we're going to do that, we have to make that work right now. Yeah. We have to invest in them and get them some game time right now. If if we're going to go with Zampa, and that that's okay, he'll do a good job. But then it's going to fall on our quicks a lot over in England. Hey, mate, and just talking about that, we do feel with the scheduling of things as well. And um, I just saw a little Twitter exchange Ooh. between, uh, well, not between anyone, but Mr. Cricket come out saying, ah. you know, with the 25 players and 13 games, yep. it brings uh, more a, a selfish culture and environment because you're just worried about your place in the team with all the changes there, which yep. um, there's a bit in that because you don't, we were talking about role definition before. Yeah. Then um, Mark War, former selector. Oh. I respect Huss's opinion, but don't agree with it in this case. In an ideal world, the selectors do pick and stick, but there's injuries form and program- programming that dictate selections. Oh. So that's all fair enough there. But he's also said at the end, the players need to take responsibility for their performances when given a chance. So Is that nice the- banter or... 
Oh, well, Mr. Cricket. Well, he, well, Junior didn't. He just responded to the article. Okay. We didn't say, hey, Mr. didn't put oh. Mr. Cricket's Twitter tag in there. Yep. But the last one's an interesting one. You know, take responsibility. I'm with that only if you have got specific role definition. Yeah. If you're getting um, your role defined for you, you're practicing it and you're failing the game, well, unfortunately, you're no longer in the team. But if it's in, there's changing positions all the time and you're floating in different orders or you're bowling at different stages, that's yeah. really tough. Really tough. Well, you know, Chris Lynn moving from middle order to open in the last game was, you know, is it a strategic move? Well, it has to be. But then, you know, he got a couple of 40s batting in the middle there. What, what are we happy to accept? Do we want him to just get 40 off 10 balls and get out? Or were we happy with 40 off 40? No, he probably doesn't know either. So this is the point of clarity in your role. If, if Chris Lynn opens a batting and he gets five ducks in a row, say thanks for your time, off you go. Yep. Um, if you go and get, uh, you know, a couple of, it was like, uh, it was like Mitchell Marsh going up the order in that test match series. Batted four. Batted four and then That's not failed. And then, yep. Oh, we'll put you back to number six. Well, you can't do that because it just, it just. That doesn't, doesn't sound to me like a well thought out long term decision. No. No, if it, you're going to change it after one, it didn't at all. Uh, and I think clarity is really important. Mr. Cricket's an interesting one. I think we're at, uh, I think we're at a point where we're actually not quite sure what our best side is and who's actually in it and who's mm. playing well and who's not. I'm just not sure. I think our expectations are quite high. I don't think this side's as good as what we think it was in the past, and we need some time to develop these players again. We're on the bottom bottom end of a trough. Um, we've been high for a long time, and we just need patience and stuff. We need to get some wins. Find out yeah. your squad. Get some wins as an individual team and, and, and build. Because the great thing about once you get in that team, they'll have mm. a fair few practice matches together. Travelling to England for, in World Cups is yeah. great. You're in the bus together. You know, it's a great way to, to get that bond. But we want to hit that World Cup with more confidence in, in the team yeah. as a group and the individuals. Did you ever get some games where... Oh, I don't know. Pigeon was out for a game or even before that. Um, you know, and you go, you know, you're only going to get one or two games. Oh, you know, how did you time. feel? And I guess that's probably what well, I think there was one in 1998 about. India and, uh, Pigeon might have missed the, the five one days and, and basically got told, mate, you're taking the first over in every game. Yeah. So you go, well, one, I'm getting picked. Yeah. But two, I'm going to take this responsibility and I probably had my best five one days. Or that and there was mm. we went to Sharjah as well. I mean, are these guys under pressure because they know that Smith and Warner are going to come back, so they're trying to do something got... extraordinary? I, I, of course, I that's the... in the back of their mind. Yeah, I had the same issue. I got picked for Australia a couple of times, only when Ricky Ponting rested, and I knew that oh, such a legend of the game. I, I felt in my own mind, I had to go and get 150. Yeah, a 40 is not going to keep it. No chance, no chance. So you know, you're actually even just worried about. The end result, not even the way you were going to play. Well, not the ball coming down, is yeah. it? Your focus is different. No. No, hey, mate, just another one. I saw an article here. Um, your ex-teammate, my ex-teammate, uh, Neil Maxwell, who's managing Ooh. Paddy Cummins. Right. There's been reports that he's been negotiating with Cricket Australia about getting Paddy a longer-term deal. Now, right. all the players at the moment are on one-year deals. Yep. I think at times they can get two-year deals. But he was talking a multi-year deal. Right. And I couldn't read everything into this, but would you be comfortable 
if Cricket Australia contracted players could get three to five years, mm. as long as the commitment was you're not going to play any other domestic T20 cricket and focus on international cricket. It's an interesting one because I'm a bit torn about this one. Uh, Paddy Cummins is an interesting one. Why? Because uh, Cricket Australia looked after him the best part of seven years with a stress fracture. Um, I think financially, but I don't know about his management. Okay. That's what I'll say. Okay, cool, cool. Um, inter- and he's also, I'll go back to last year, that Cummings was actually in the IPL but pulled out. So you've actually let down a lot of people who invested in you as well so for me... And they would have built their whole plans having Cummins and yep. Mitchell Stark was out as well. Yep. So for me, you either choose to be in or not. That doesn't mean that someone will pick you up because I'm pretty sure that Stark's let IPL down. So was, Have uh, you got a feeling from the IPL teams that the Aussies might be on the nose a bit, the quicks, yep. because of uh, pulling out of IPLs continually? No, 100%. There was Berendorf, there's Kultanol, there's uh, Cummings, there's Stanlake you know, that have been mm. in there and pulled out, teams have had enough. So I, I, I think that if you're going to nominate for the IPL, you make sure you turn up. That's all I'll say. Um, in terms of getting longer-term deals, everyone likes security and everyone likes being comfortable. I don't think you should use it just to stay out of IPL. I think that if... Uh, it's also a thing, though, where... You know, we we wrote a little bit about this big brother thing of what Cricket Australia has done, and we're trying to break free of that. So if he's got a five-year deal, does it mean that he gets pushed into playing, you know, club cricket in Sydney and stuff like that or not? I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, well, why he'd not? be more chance of playing grade cricket if he wasn't, you know, building for the IPL and that sort of stuff. And then, for me, that six weeks, which is holiday time, and yeah. players choose, or eight weeks to choose in the IPL... Well, if you, and I wouldn't think every player's like that, but fast bowlers are a premium. Yeah. They're, they're, that's the sort of type of player I'd be thinking of. Yeah. But if we knew they used that, um, six to eight weeks to, to rest and recover and build up, potentially play maybe grade cricket finals yeah. at the end <laughs> around their March. Yeah. I, I don't think that'd be a bad thing, but yeah, I reckon more to come here. Do you like this or not? Do you like this idea? I can live with it. Yeah. I can live with it, particularly for quicks, but it wouldn't be for every member though. All I'm saying is that why would you not be want to be part of the IPL? It's a fantastic tournament. It's the best T20 tournament in the world. Um, I'd be yeah. Yeah. The thing is, what happens is that these guys pull. Can it out. be a? Would you would assume um, we put there might be an age yeah thing to it. You maybe know? maybe, but I, I but I yeah. I think if you yeah, do a, if you huh? if you do a cricket Australia deal, I think you should be available to play every game. Possible in Australia. Yes. Every game. Yep. There's no resting. There is nothing. You play until you break down. If you break down, we'll look after Well, that'll be in the fine um, yeah. details. So I don't mind that as well. It's not It's not just mm. a, you know, we, we obviously want there to be incentive yeah. to actually play every game for Australia. And maybe that's why it works. Well, he's a superstar, Paddy Cummins. Yes. It's not like we're talking about, you know. But so I think he's a great around. example because he's still young. We still want him playing for Australia. So has his staff got a longer term deal? I'm positive he has as well. I don't know. Yeah, you're the one with the finger on the. I'm pretty sure he has. Hey, talk about grade cricket and the potential for for the the long staff review. Put it in there that we want the the Mm. the bigger name players playing it more. Do we find out who long staff is? No. Right. If anyone's out there, I believe he does know how long he does listen to the bog biology (laughs) report. Um. A little tweet from Rodney Hogg 
about the great Bill O'Reilly. Tiger, yep. 750 club wickets there in, in Sydney. Tell this to the players that are fast-tracked by Cricket Australia. So yep. just a little pump up for Tiger, a little dig at Cricket Australia. Yep. And then there were some replies mentioning guys like Bradley Hodge and yeah. Dan Jones and, and their district records. Yeah, legend of uh, Melbourne Career Club, Jazzy Graham. Uh, he was pretty, he was on to the hog. Um, he just, he replied and said that, yes, this is a good idea because, uh, myself, this is a bit of self-promotion for myself. I actually made oh. six, 6,264 runs for Melbourne, uh, at 51 <sighs> with 1600s and Dino got two and a half thousand. What um, was, what was Dino's average? Right, 54. So he had you covered. Yeah, he's better than me. Um, but the point is, I guess to make 6,000 runs, you're playing a fair bit of cricket and learning your, cra- your craft and your trade. Uh, look, whether they're fast-tracked or not, they're still actually playing district cricket, I'm sure. On the way through. Yeah, I- I'd say it's... But the problem is, what we're hearing, the coach of a district, say Melbourne, will get a call on a Thursday and you're basing your pace attack on this sort of stuff and then, no, nah, Johnny can't play. Yeah, I hate that. That, that happens so, a so lot, grades- actually. Great um, cricket is suffering big time with yeah. that, and they have to be. I think they're playing unless there's there's a, a chance that they they have an injury yeah. that could get worse by playing. That that's got to. I think that's the main frustration, and and even batsmen as oh, well are getting pulled yeah. out. I don't know whether it's. I know it's happened at Melbourne a couple of times. I'm not sure whether it was. I just picked Melbourne. Jackson I don't know Coop or was it Jackson Coleman? I can't I remember. That's a Jackson. Um, Tremaine's Jackson also Pollock. had that. So, yeah, I think they're trying to protect these guys for shield cricket and so forth. But you know yourself, you would have been body hardened. Uh, and it's the same as the batsmen. Yep. Don't rest the game. If you've got a chance to bat, go and bat. Get Mark Senna. Get 100. Get 100. Because confidence and form is everything. It doesn't matter if you're playing in the under-12s. Yeah. You're at uh, Ashley Willows or all the way up for Australia. But um, And one of the great things about grade cricket, like in my second year, I'm captained by Graham Yallop. Yeah, a former Australian captain who's still yeah. trying to play for um, Victoria. Um, we play against Rodney Hogg, Hoggy, <laughs> the one who tweets so much there, particularly on Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, he must so have been we'll, talking so at St do, George. So how do we do it? Is that is that where you go into your contract and just say, you know what, if you're available to play, you play, no matter what about... But I think uh, players have been up for it yeah. and they've talked about it and then when it gets to the crunch... Um, Yep, you're going to play for so Danny Knox. So that's a sports science problem. Has our players yes. been babied too much? Where we'll just put you on, put you on ice, a bit of cotton wool. I don't know. Like uh, sports science gets a bit of a bad rap, I reckon, particularly for Mex players. It is very, very important very that we important. have sports yep. scientists around because they do some great research. Um, it's the way all sports are using it to get better and fitter and stronger yep. for longer. So sports science um, is something that should be used as a great tool. Yeah. But I think in that Howard role, whoever takes that, um, they're, they're the big director. So they've got sports science coming here. Yeah. They've got physios here. They've got selectors there. They've got um, Cricket Australia board members here, yeah. all talking. But they're the one that goes, sports science, um, the fast bowlers aren't bowling enough. Yeah. Okay. So there's going to be a, uh, for the next three years, when they can play grade cricket, they're doing it unless they will get, um, they have an injury that will get worse than playing. So you sort of need the person at the highest level. I'm not sure that's Paddy Howard's old role that actually sets the tone. 
Yeah, it sort of sounds like I remember Pat talking to Pat or listening to him about the importance of having our big four up and running, which was Stark, Cummings, Hazelwood and Pattinson at the time for the Ashes and trying to protect them, which is fair enough too. Yeah. And I think that everyone else fell into that mould as well. Well, what happens if, you know, big four aren't ready? We have to make sure they're protected. Yeah, it's look, it's a tricky one. It's it's such there's there's obviously a fact to I think there'll be up. a change in philosophy. Whoever yeah. takes that uh, and it will filter down. Mm. It'll filter down. Um, so I don't think that's a bad yeah. thing. So is Belinda Clark, the f- is she the front one uh, to take no, this spot? Uh, no, I, th- I think she's just an interim. Interim. And I think she's happy in her role, I think, more in, in community cricket. Yeah. So there's a lot there. We'll talk. Yeah. But just back to that district, you know, I remember playing, you know, Hoggy and, and Graham Ellis, and they just finished that Rebel Tour to mm. South Africa. Mm. So we're at the Lakeside Oval, the old football ground. It was a great cricket ground. It was. And I got my massive mullet about 16, 17. And I remember this lady came, and there was a bit of a crowd. I'm going, God, there's crowds at this cricket. And a lady goes, oh, do, do you know where Rodney Hogg or Graham Yellop are? And I go, oh, actually, um, Rodney's bowling to Graham now, because that's the way we're called. <laughs> then all of a sudden, there's about 50 anti-apartheid crows started <laughs> chanting, blood, money, blood, hog. <laughs> Like this, and I'm just, oh. I walked away going, oh my God. And then Wally Yallop got out and he's in, who the bloody hell worded those um, oh. protesters up? I've said, oh, I didn't say a word. <laughs> so sorry, Walt. But yeah. man, you know how awesome it was to play with two Australian legends yeah. in, the same, in the same game. Well, you could, you, we did have some legends back then. And the thing was... Well, you would have played against some good international players in grade cricket. Yeah, or play with as well. So Dino, well, I mean, we used to play against some very strong, strong players. We used to even get some international players out. Car, Abdul Kadir. Abdul Kadir was there. Carl Hooper was the one which I loved, and the reason I loved him is because he never wore a thigh pad, and oh. I thought, how tough's that? Yeah. Anyway, it was Carlton and Melbourne playing against the. You know, at the Albert Creek ground, and, and you know the Pavilion on the sort of north, sort of a northwesty side. And generally, you sit with your teammates, don't you? That's generally what you do as a, in a cricket world. That's um, what you miss when you retire, is that banter. Yeah. Waiting to bat. So anyway, we lost to Tyson Carlton having a bat. And Carl's listed in number four. So he gets his pads on. He goes and sits on the Chevron side. I'm yeah. pretty sure you went to the Chevron Yeah, Tuesday nights. We used to finish Shield games. Tuesday night, <laughs> exactly. Chevron. Chevron. He was parked himself on a bench with his girlfriend, under the palm trees, waiting to bat on the opposite side of the players. Anyway, we got two wickets. Carl just gets underneath the railing, walks out, peels off a hundred, doesn't go back to the dressing room. No, but doesn't he raise his back to the pavilion to his, he, you know, get clapped and oh, all that? I can't remember. He would have, no. but he was out cheaply after he got a hundred yeah. and just went back with his pads on, sat underneath the palm tree till the end of the play. Yeah. That's how you play. That's cricket. what international cricketers <laughs> exactly. can bring to district cricket. Um, what about the the board situation? Um, mm. Tubby Taylor, Mark, has resigned, so they want an ex player, and there's names, you know, Michael Hussey, Adam Gilchrist, Bradley Hodge. Possibly. Did I get thrown up? No, I'm thrown up. Oh, now. Okay, right. But I'm assuming you probably want a more paid position than they do get paid, but not a lot there. But yeah. I've got a solution. Not sure. Because I'm also I'm reading. You know, the Longstaff Review, and mm. we'll catch up with him at some stage. So that they, the ACA and Cricket Australia, after that um, ferocious MOU negotiations, yeah. need to mediate within 30 days. Right. Now, I think there's 
both parties have been proactive and board members from Cricket Australia and ACA are going to catch up without a mediator to see if they can actually mend relationships and go forward. But I've got a solution to the the board spot on Cricket Australia. Yep. Why can't it be an ACA board member that replaces Tubby, an ex-player? Who's on our board, the Uh, ACA players? There's like a Shane Watson. Yep. Um, What's Neil it? Maxwell, yep. who didn't play a lot of uh, um, international cricket, obviously. But yeah. if that if that position came up, I think you would get some more ex-players on the ACA board. Mm. Also, instead of hearing it third hand, what the what the ACA they're already want, there? Well, they're already there. Do they actually want someone from the players' union though listening to their direction and what they want to achieve for the future? Well, why not though? If the relationship, if there's respect and the ACA have seen as a resource. Mm. Do you ever um, think they're ever going to patch that up though? Do you ever think they're going to be on the same wavelength? They're both non-profit organisations. Well, well, this is the... But the, it doesn't the, seem to be working that way. Well, the MOU, is it, was it done for five years or six five years? Five years. So five I would years. think for the next four years... Yeah, it only gets a bit ugly around the MOU generally. Yeah. So you've got three or four years to get the right people in that role yeah. um, so that when it does come up negotiations again, of course it's going to be, you know, we'll concede here, give us yeah. that, that sort of stuff. But because the TV rights are done and we know how much money is going, yeah. this is the time now. You've got time to, to, to mend, build yeah, like and it. actually go into the future. So why does it take, why do we wait till the 11th hour to start negotiating? Why don't they start the processes now? Oh, you're happy with the 25%? What, are you happy with that share? What's going to happen with the ladies? You know, are we going to get an equal share for the playing That's group? Good point. Let's start that well, now. Well, I think it will. Yeah, it has to. Yes. Has to. It's, and we talked well, did you about see, um, what were the two... Um, so who would you put up then? Who, the two who's, who's your man? Who, who oh, are you going to put up then? I just come up with that suggestion. Yeah. And, and I didn't um, actually think of... Who? Uh, options. I mean, I know Shane Watson's on there. I mean, I, I, if Watto's still a young man yeah. travelling around, whether yeah. he'd be up for it. But it doesn't really bother me. I mean... I just want a, an ex-player who's um, definitely knows what's happening in the current game, yeah. uh, where we want the future to go, and and also um, one that is a renowned um, relationship mm. builder, not a breaker. Yeah, okay. So um, any suggestions on the Bowlology Report yeah, that you'd like? Hear, Maybe Mervyn Hughes. Bowl a few bounces. Yeah. Peter McIntyre. Peter McIntyre is actually doing really well. Mm. Pharmaceutical business here. Yep. What about uh, the girls, though? They, this is We've got some positive stuff to talk we about. Have, we have, we um, have, yes. Not too much in that island game. Um, we, we've vlogged no. them. Alyssa Healy breaking the record for the quickest 50 of all time in yeah. WT20 um, cricket off 21 balls. Yes. So Alyssa's going really well there. Um, I was surprised. But we didn't read a lot into that. Nah, it's a... It's a it's just a hit out for the girls. They, they don't, their tournament doesn't get started till they uh, get past New Zealand tomorrow or the next day and then get into Which the quarterfinals and game. semifinals. I think, look, I think they're in anyway, aren't they? Win, lose, or draw. This yeah. is the guarantee. But uh, they're a finalist team. They're going to be in the semifinals for sure. They're good enough and, and they'll probably go all the way. They're killing it. These are just warm-up games for them. What's good to see is that that guy on a wicket is actually pretty good for scoring because usually it's a dog tip um and that know, good to be able to whack 50 off 20 balls and i watched it there was some balls flying everywhere so it looked like the ball was coming on 
Um, yeah, outstanding. So they look, they look in good shape, actually. Well, maybe that's what led to... I don't know if you, you'd seen the reports. There was three penalties for running on the pitch, five-run penalties, twice against the Pakistan um, batters yeah. and once uh, against an Irish batter, Delaney. Now, I don't know... <laughs> Let me just get my little kiss thing here. Right, Chance for a reenactment, okay? So this, I don't know if you saw it, but I, I, I thought it was a bit harsh, really. So we'll set up the stumps here. Delaney's having a hit. Yeah. Obviously, our girls are everywhere Did, here. Were they actually batting first or second? Uh, batting first, Island were. Right. Hey, I've just found the scoreboard, but I can't get up here. But <laughs> we'll, we'll start to use oh, that oh, one. There you go. And we've got the fielders here. So the balls come in, right? Delaney's hit it, right. and normally for running down the wicket for me, you get past halfway yeah, running yeah. down the wicket there, and then the umpy yeah. who's here has a word going, hey, you can't run down the, the, the wicket, you know, straight down the wicket. Yeah. Your first opportunity, you've got to get off. Well, Delaney hits. She gets probably in the danger area where you're yeah. bowling, and then she's off, I reckon, by a third of the pitch. Yeah. So I don't understand why she's getting penalised or why they get for, for that. Like, oh, no, it wasn't there. It was just here. I'll tell you And why. you're playing the shot that way. You've got to move towards the ball. I'll tell you why. Because I saw it, and whoever's umpiring must get... It's knob. You're acting like a knob? A, it's T20 cricket. So why did it happen in the Pakistan game as well? So the, our girls are going... Let's well, the first two games... It, let's find out if it's the same umpire. We need to Imagine find out. Imagine if you lose, that one of the girls lose a world T20, right? So Meg Lanning, yep. she's on 95, she belts it through there, and all of a sudden the total goes down by five, and all she's got was, was here. Let's get Delaney's career stats up. She's probably lucky you know, that she got five. Well, she was dismissed for minus four. <laughs> <laughs> but good luck to the girls. We'll be getting uh, more. Um, might even get um, a special guest on, I reckon, for when the girls hopefully make the final. I don't want to yeah, mozzie them there. I've never seen anything like that. Three, five-run penalty for oh, running runs. on the wicket. That's bizarre. And if someone, if you're watching this too, can you um, just tell us what game this is? We used to do the Freddie Truman's Test match, but this is obviously, I think this is much older. And the the ba- I might get the band done. We could we could really get some pace down there. Okay, Shield Cricket. How good's this for New South Wales? All the Aussie boys are fronting up. Josh, Starkey, Paddy, Nathan Lyon. Mm. So it's good bad news, really, for the Queensland top order that you're going to have to face that. But Marnica, not the quickest okay. deck going around. But also, how important is it if Renshaw, Burns, Labuschagne get runs in this game? I'd say it's bad news. I'd rather face the second grade attack, walk off with 250 and say I'm ready for test cricket. Boom. Um, you don't want to face that attack any stage. There's no chance. Uh, if they do happen to get runs, which I hope they do, they're good players. I probably who's the one most likely? I, Renshaw? I think Renshaw and Burns possibly if he gets some big runs. I don't think Lubbershane's going to feature at all in the Test series coming up. Uh, Renshaw for me is an interesting one. I think he's probably put it, put together a decent resume in the last year to make a comeback. He did well in England. He's come here and he's got runs. So. He's got test hundreds. Yeah, he's got test hundreds. Burns is another one who averages test 37 with some good test hundreds. So, you know, if they get an opportunity, it's, it's not a bad thing. There's a few others that are out there making runs. Um, but what about for the Vicks, um, Harrison Hanscom? Yeah, well, what do you think is going to be the best? Oh, look, I think if Petey can get another 100. I reckon he's in. Then he's a ch- he's a good chance. Uh, if he fails, then I'm not sure 
about that. But you know, we're lacking some experience there as well. Give us your give us your top six for the test match. Well, my right. worry is also just without pushing that question aside, the scheduling just hurts players too. So mm. Finch, we've got four T20s coming up, South Africa, India, Finch, Stoinis and Maxwell. Yeah. They, they're going to struggle to play test match cricket this yep. summer. And for Finch, who averaged 40 over in um, Abu Dhabi and Dubai, yep. he's either definitely just in or it's, it's, he's, a so drop, he he's droppable because there's no red ball form. Yeah. So let's assume that Usman's fit and raring to go. Yep. Okay, so he's in. Um, how does Stoinis force his way into this side? Well, he there? can't. He can't, well, Mitchell Marsh, who's his, his main, I reckon, um, competitor, has yeah. just got 151. So for me, yeah. Mitchell Marsh it is It was at Allen Border Field, though, on a flat wicket. Which but is, it's, still, still got it. it's still runs. That's what I'm saying The Renshaw and Burns. You'd rather face a second-grade attack yeah. against New South Wales, get so, 200. So who are the certainties then? Then Usman, uh, so the pace attack, you know, the, from Payne at seven. Yes. Um, Stark, Hazel, uh, Cummins, Hazelwood line. Yeah, that's so that, that's all done. Yeah. I've got Mitchell Marsh at six, even though I haven't really thought about the rest there. Usman's obviously in. Yep. Where's he going to bat? Number three? Uh, yeah, that, that, this is, this is the thing I'm not sure because he, we know he, he can bat three. Yeah. And he's the best batsman in the country now. It's Smith and Warner up playing. Then, then let's leave He's the three. only one that's going to average. He's the best. Yep. So then you could go just off the top of my head, Renshaw and Finch. Um, I could go Hanscom at five. Sean Marsh worried me big time mm. over there. But does one day form get him in? He got runs in that Shield game as well. It's going to be better at Australia as well. So he's 35 now. Even if you say, look, come and play the summer and do your job, and he's a good player. So if, if, if you went Renshaw, Finch, Kawaja, Marsh, Hanscom, Marsh, who, who are we missing there? So Harris, yeah, Marcus Harris, Joe Burns. And you're positive Finch is, can open the batting? No, well, well uh, there's a case that it could be Harris. I want Kawaja at three. And this is your issue with Finch. Playing T20 where he can't get an opportunity. Well, I think if Harrison Burns mm. cash in and get big runs, they could probably be in. Yeah. And well, Burns would complement Renshaw, the left-hander. Oh, sorry, Finch is... Uh, yeah. Sorry, Finch. So Finch so is in Finch real trouble. So is Finch horses for courses yeah. selection for UAE? Yeah. So I, I think that I'd like to see him still batting down there in the middle order. We're lacking leadership. And if he can complement some leadership so skills... So instead with Payne, of Hanscom, maybe? Possibly, yeah. I think he probably deserves to keep his spot ahead of Peter Hanscom, for sure. He's gone to UAE. He's done the business. Um, say to him, you know, and we're talking about that role thing. Mate, there was, we just wanted you there, face the new ball, get yourself in against the spin. Here's a different thing. You've batted at five or six for uh, Surrey and Victoria last Scores three years. Scored some Play runs. some shots. Play that. If you fail there, then you no good. That's fine. Well, we will, mate, I'll tell you what, we'll get a bit more clarity after this Shield round, yeah. I reckon. They'll name it after there, but we'll have a go next week of, yeah. of really... The Finch is in for but, me. I but that worry for me is we don't know. We don't know. Well, you hey, need two good openers, whoever yeah. they are. Pick them. Well, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have Warner in there. 
Hey, mate, what about uh, England had a good win over, over Sri Lanka? They did. And it's interesting, the main man, the man of the match for me, uh, wasn't Wokes, Stokes for England. It was uh, Folks. Wokes, Stokes and Folks. Ben Folks got 100 on debut and I watched him. <laughs> he was very composed. Yeah. You know, in spinning conditions over there. Um, you, know, he, you know, he provided a full face. He was aggressive yeah. when he needed to. Um, I thought that was a fantastic 100. And he came in at 5 for well, as well, did They were under yeah. pressure. Yeah, he batted, he batted beautifully, actually. So, England are a seriously good cricket side at the moment. Um, they're right on top of their game. And when, uh, when you've got folks on debut making 100 and you're leaving out Bearstow, you know, for the Well, the next to, test, yeah. Bearstow was injured. Folks played for him. Bearstow's not playing. He would play in just about every other test country, wouldn't Easily. he? Easily. Just as a batsman. Easily. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one, actually. It's a... Uh, Tough call, but um, they're obviously like the way folks went about it, and and who knows, maybe they'll find a role. So Jennings got a hundred. They stuck with him because he was starting to almost average under twenty in Test match cricket, but he got a forty hundred. It's interesting. He gets runs in the subcontinent conditions. Ali got eight wickets, and that's without their their pace attack there. So, and for Sri Lanka. They're 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 build, rebuilding, aren't they? Angela Matthews sure. got two fifties. I'm not even sure what they're doing. I don't think it's even rebuilding. They're, well, Harath's going to finish up. So there's, there's you know, a, that, he's been their big wicket taker over there. He's been there. There hasn't been a lot of good publicity for the Sri Lankan cricket side in the last sort of four months. Actually, you know, off-field stuff as well. Jay Surya was under the pump uh, with the ISIS sanctioning. Oh, yeah. It's just they just seem to be. There's a lot of politics over there. We know that. Could could um, could a B Hodge fix Sri Lankan cricket? No, give you six. No, 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 okay. they don't pay enough over there. Okay. Unfortunately. Yep. yep. No, you've got to put a I'm price on your head for the job. Yep. Can you put that on your <laughs> LinkedIn profile, please? Will do. Need Will do. I, I, look, I'd like to see. Uh, the problem is they've got some legends there, Jay Wardner and 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 if, and plenty of others. They just don't seem to want to get him involved. No, there's a lot happening That's behind the, the scenes there that I want you to scrounge out by next mm, week. Right. What about a retirement of one of the most popular players of the last 10 years or 15 years? Uh, John the Duke Hastings has yep. retired. He's got a lung condition. I mean, there's been a lot of publicity on it that when he bowls, he actually coughs up blood. Now, he can work out as much as he wants. He can play golf. He runs and there's no problem. But, but bowling yeah. um, and the doctors don't have an answer for it. Um, so, yeah, really sad to hear that he wanted to finish off with two years yeah. Sydney Sixers with Greg Shippard and co, but but that's it for Big Duke. A no, lot of tweets. Sad the Duke, yep. A lot of tweets saying, mate, uh, fantastic competitor, yeah. great man. Yeah, and he's had a great career as well. So, that you know, that's really good. It's, it's nice when you're able to retire probably more at the back end of your career than the first. There's nothing yeah. worse than seeing a fast bowler retire an early stage through injury, through back problems and that. So, well done, Duke. Good guy. And doing some fun. media stuff. He's, he's what, media friendly. I'll tell you what people won't know about the Duke. Not only has he had his issues with the lungs, but I'll tell you what he's got. He's got a seriously good drinking capacity Ooh. when he needs to, a la David Boone type skill. Mervyn Hughes. Mervyn Hughes. One of the greatest. Um, he's a big man. He's well, he's it. got that famous story, isn't he? He's won test match. It, it was Ricky Ponting's ah, last, yes, and he yes. ended up in Gilly's cellar. <laughs> yes. And I heard... In the dressing rooms versus the South Africans, the Duke was almost best on ground. Yeah. So that, that, that's a good legacy. Not to, surprising. To have there. 
And I remember seeing him in the under-19s when I was at the academy, you know, and, you know, he, he bowled sort of slow in-swingers. Yeah, he just fell off it a bit. Fell away. He? he could bang the ball quite well. They opened it up in the 50-over crickets. But the work he put in, I yeah. wouldn't have thought he would have been a test match or one day uh, bowling all-rounder. No. But he put in so much work. He got an outswinger. He, he, he worked hard and got his rewards. He'll look back at his career and go, I couldn't have got too much more out of my body. Great really. career. Oh, look, well done. Um, uh, I think it was Shippy that got him down, actually recruited him down from New South Wales, saw him early and fitted into our culture beautifully, you know. Um, great team member, won the John Scholes medal. Twice. Twice. Um, so, and that just shows you what sort of competitor he was. And did wonderfully well for Australia as well in one day. One day cricket well. in particular. Not so much opening the bowling in his one test match, but that's okay. No, no. Uh, talking about one test wonders, do you have a favourite one test wonder? Ooh, I one do. One test wonder. Uh, I'll probably, I'll probably say Bo Casson. I, I, I played in that test match. So. Oh, you played in yeah, it too. Yeah. And he got a couple of wickets, he didn't did he? Well. And he, then just, uh, couldn't land him. Well, he got. Is that too harsh? Oh, he had some illness as well, which hurt him a little bit. Um, he had a he has actually got a heart condition problem, yeah. so he felt ill a little bit there. What I do know about Bo is he could bat okay too, Bo. Uh, he's okay. Oh, okay. He's steady number seven. Oh. Um, but I tell you what, he's a great guy, a lovely human being, and apparently he's doing some really good work in his coaching, coaching environment yeah, as I've well. Heard that yeah, too. I've heard some excellent things about him. So. Well done. I think he was harsh because he came in after Warren McGill, you know, they're legends, and he came against some pretty good players in the West Indies at that time. And he did well, okay. What about my favourite one is an ex-teammate of ours, Wayne Rowdy Phillips. Oh, Wayne Phillips. Yep. You know, he looked about five foot two. Yeah. Um, he, he couldn't he couldn't bench press a, a toothpick, could no. he? Well, yeah. But he had courage. Did he? He played in Perth, wasn't it? Was that yep. his test match? Yep. They dropped Jeff Marsh, the the, the Western yes. Australian favourite. Oh, that would have been good. How good a <laughs> how good a man Jeff Swampy Marsh though? They had to have their blazers. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't have time to get rowdy one. And Swamp drove in and gave him his. So he'd been dropped, end of his Australian career, and and gave his to rowdy. Really. That's a nice. But effort. I love Rowdy. Average forty for Australia yeah. uh, for Victoria. Uh, underrated player. I but love th- playing. I love playing Rowdy. Only he can be a bit angry. I too. annoyed the living life yeah. out of him. <laughs> you think. would though. He's oh, a God, studious I mean, accountant, a oh. chartered accountant, and he's got to deal with an eighteen-year-old. Oh my God! So All he beads. wanted to do. He was. He used to hate getting out just so he had to sit in the dressing room with me. That's yeah. why he used to block him so much. Yeah. He used to want to stay out there for so long. Good technique. Yeah, actually had a good batting yeah, technique, did. didn't he? South Melbourne boy, your boy. Yeah, well. I saw him get a lot of runs for the yeah. Bloods. Hey, and that leads me into my book review. Oh, cool. And what I'm going for is the uh, R.S. Whittington Australians Abroad, forward by Neil Harvey and Alan Davidson. How good's that? But my lead into this, and it basically talks about every Australian tour up to 1984, but I'm going to go to 1977 and to go to the greatest one test wonder Australia's ever had, and it's not he wasn't on his Pat Malone, it was Mick Malone. Oh, Mick Malone, yep. And Mr Whittington, he talks like this, fifth test at London, this match in which four England and eight Australian Packer-contracted players participated, went oh. straight to World Series, interrupted by rain for a total of 11 hours and 50 minutes, in brackets, about Jeff Boycott's average time for a century. <laughs> Boom! So there's one-liners in here as well. Mr. Whittington's a gun. On Mickey, it goes, it is interesting. 
in retrospect to note that Mick Malone, who during the Australian summer of 82-83 was to prove himself one of Australia's most valuable one-day match bowlers mm. because of his economy, Bradley. Yeah. In this Oval Test, 1977, Malone delivered 43 of his 45 overs from the Vauxhall end. Yep, that's the tough yep. end, yep. Tough end. Didn't concede one boundary. What were they doing? Didn't, well, Boyce was batting. <laughs> really? The late, great Bobby Warmer. Um, for the test, this was his figures. Go on, read them. 47 out. overs. Yep. 20 maidens, 5 for 63. This is what they should be teaching, you know, in the pathways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How this do we want it. to bowl? Well, we want 20 maidens in your 47 overs and get five wickets. That's it. Can we get Mickey Malone up there? I reckon. What was and, his off-field play like? If he, didn't, oh, he was sensational. Well, evidently. evidently, he was a very good drinker. <laughs> Played, um, I think, a premiership for Subiaco right. in the Waffle. Okay. And he scored 46 batting as well at number 10. Put on 100 with the late, great Maxi Walker. Wow. Tangles. How did he not Love get another tangles. game? Went to World Series cricket. And ah. didn't get, so but that, you can't have a better one. He got five for 63. Yep. One for 14 off 10. In the second innings. <laughs> so you fast bowlers out there right now, can you please get the Australians abroad? It's one of the greatest books ever read. Probably needs an update. This could yeah. be a job for you. Where is this guy? Let's hunt this guy down. Oh, I think he might have passed away oh, okay. now, Bradley. But can you update this from 1984 to mm. 2018? That's a job for your LinkedIn. Yeah, I'll get but someone to do it. Kids, make sure you get onto that, particularly you bowlers. And for Mickey Malone, we love you. We love you. You know what time it is? It's time for... The Social Media Self-Promoter yep. Award. I'm ready. I've got a call from someone here who wants to get nominated. Don't they? We had Oaks Day. You were out there. I was out there. Who have we got this week? Righto. I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty hot today. We've got a few little cheekies. I've tried to find some little sneaky ones as well. I'm going to start with... They're not going to get past you. No, they're not getting past me. I'm going to start with uh, Trent Woodhill, one of your bo- uh, your boys from... The um, Stars. The Stars. So he's at Noosa. Right, and he's put the uh, the stars cricket cap down there, just on the beach, and he's gone nearly at stars BBL time. Oh. Trent, just have some time with your kids, mate, and enjoy your time at the beach. No need for that. <laughs> um, off to uh, I tell you, this was one of the better ones actually. It was Jimmy Bartel, who's who's in the media now, and he's he's got a photo of himself with a new Ford Raptor. But and this is very no. much Brad Hodge like, I would have thought. He's gone, cue the music, uh, DJ. It must be love, love, love. Madness. There's nothing weird about hugging the new at Ford Australia. <gasps> hashtag Raptor Boy, hashtag Big Boy Toy. We know that car's for free, Jimmy. We're not fooled. We're all over you. Tell you what, right now, I hate the media. There's yeah. no greater man that's walked this earth than Jimmy Bartel. He was a former state cricketer, mm. underage. Mm. Lovely fella. Um unselfish, not yeah. about himself, all about the team. Now he's starting to plug himself on social media. He's doing that. That never happened when he was, was playing for the Cats. Anyway, we've got to do what we've got to do, but we're all over you. Um, the, <laughs> the, the next one, it just makes me laugh every time I read this guy out. He's just at the top of the leaderboard for no reason, and that's the great Greg Norman. Um, he just keeps delivering and delivering. There was one him showing himself chipping that he hadn't chipped for a best part of a year. But this one, he's actually sitting on a horse. (laughs) 
Clothes, clothes on? His or clothes on, actually, clothes which on. is rare again. Okay. But he's got a question. Where is the saloon at um, Max Limby at blah, 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 what blah, are blah, they? Hashtag Seven Lakes Lodge. Oh. So, we know, so the Sharks has gone to a retreat. And we know it's for free because yeah. you've tagged in the people who own it with the Seven Lakes Lodge. And he's jumped on a horse, decked himself out to promote it on his Instagram. Normo, that's why you're the best. That's, that's why, why he's he, the reigning champ. That's why and I like champ. when they ask for his credit card. He yep. goes, I could give you the credit card or I could belt out an Instagram tweet. Yep, yep. Um, he's the best. On uh, a horse. Mitchell Stark. <laughs> Mitchell Stark was very cagey leading into uh, the Girls' World Cup oh. campaign. Uh, very big good luck to Wifey and at the Melbourne Stars for their at World Cup, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yes. We know what you're doing there, son. Uh, on to our uh, other self-promoter from Oaks Day was Matthew Richardson, and it was while we were there, actually. A couple of at Furphy beer yeah. at Kane Pettifer, hashtag Spud. Just, you know, throwing the big names out there with some Not massive, beer. but Richo. No, we yeah. just thought, we just wanted to... We, he was, yeah, but he's thinking he can sneak past you, yeah. right? But he can't. Well, that's why I put him in, because we had to actually explain to him what it was about and how he could get votes, so well done. Uh, DJ Bravo, just a quick one. Big thanks to the at DSC Fearless for my new kit. Um, really looking forward to the at Pal Focus, whatever they Another are. One There's on. some cricket team in South Australia, uh, South Africa. It's their T20 league. Bravo, we know, mate. You're just there to take just... free gear and take their cash. So good luck to you. Um, James, James, I can't. See, James Drysden dobbed in uh, Chris Gale, which is a beauty. So the ICC put out a uh, a happy birthday signal to to the big legend Chris. Uh, happy birthday on this day, blah blah blah. So Chris, it's more of a reply tweet actually. So Chris has didn't just, got, just retweet it and like no, it. No, no, he's, he's got content. the hands up there with six machine. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well done, James. He's a friend. <laughs> and the uh, last one is from. Uh, you know, the fast bowling cartel like yourself, Flem, who, from Show of Actor. Oh, yeah, I love this. So, B-grade actor has got up there. What it takes to be a champion, never give up. 159 kilometers an hour on the speed gun. Sri Lanka versus Pakistan, World Cup, Group A, Colombo, February 26, 2011. Hashtag Rural Pindi Express, hashtag champion, hashtag ESPN Quick Info, hashtag 100 miles an hour. And he's got a photo of himself with... In the background. Up on the scoreboard. Yeah. No, we've got Big that. great actor. That's brilliant. Um, he so, could actually mentor the, the, the um, Pakistan under-19 team social media. Yeah, he Because they do. can win this award. I know Shark is just starting to get a big lead. Yeah. He, I, he can I, do I, it, I, though. Can you keep um, on top of show? So I will do. That's it for this week. Um, we'd like to see... Uh, Google Gilly try and get up there again. He's been a bit quiet. Maybe well, Google Gilly was third last year in the social media self promoter mm. award, and he just we just have not seen enough of him. Maybe because cricket season is just starting to kick in, we might see a little bit more. Good call. We'll see. Okay, votes. I'm going just one to Trent Woodhill and Richo. Just yep. sneaky little Sneakies. ones. We know what you're doing. Mitchell Stark just a two for the wifey. Um, I'm going uh, DJ Bravo three. Okay. I'll go for Jimmy Bartel. I, I would never have thought no. when you started this 
segment, we would see Jimmy Bartel's name. But what scares me, now he's on. Oh, you've got to keep a hold of yeah, him because well, I reckon he could go up the leaderboard. He could. Um, five for Shark. Yes, for sure. Five for Shark. You're the reigning champ. I think you've gone into the lead now without me looking at the scoreboard. Chris Scarl, you're the, you're the, the sixth master or mm. master blaster. You're six votes. Yep. Thank you very much. But the winner this week, Show of Actor. Show of Actor. I, I lost count of the hashtags nah. and hats. So a seven for Shoab, and I think someone who could be in the running to yeah. take Shark's title. Well, he was kindly he was kindly dobbed in by MJ Ellis, who's a big fan of the bowlers. Oh, yeah, MJ, course. keep going, too. He's sending nice out work. some good stuff about you know, the upcoming summit, too. Yeah, keep, he's keeping all us over Now, listen, I put out a poll question. Um, simple one, can the Aussie one-day team with, win the 2019 World Cup, mm. even with Smith and Warner? And good on the Aussies. Positivity, positivity out there, 67% said yes. Yes, as in yes, we can. No, yes. Okay. Hey, mate, so that's it. All right. So you get yourself out there on LinkedIn, potentially get a there. job. I'll tell you what, just before, we, just before you wrap it up, there's a big game coming up this weekend, Saturday. You're playing in it? No, I'm not playing in it, neither in you. But there will be... There's, you reckon there's... social media just... Just, just have everywhere. a look. There's a big game, Halebury versus Wesley this week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.